This episode is brought to you by our new sponsor, Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at www.trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings on any new subscription. And you're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 282, for the week of Wednesday, the 19th of July, 2017. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben. And Adam. This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate, Mike's Comics and Stuff, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Four Horsemen Mythic Legion's Rock Troll, the Robot Spirits AV-98 Ingram Second, and the Kotobukiya Artifacts Green Lantern Statue. Well, gentlemen, we are here again. How are we all? Hello. Smashing. 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 I'm speaking. Okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm um, just here, and <laughs> we're going to start trying something new in banter as we start to kind of bring back some of the structure of the show as we knew it before we had the hiatus that was never a hiatus but didn't have the same structure. Um, and uh, in our banter section – I'm also going to be asking you about anything that you have recently uh, picked up so that we can go back to talking about some of our acquisitions that we don't review. So it's a two-pronged banter. Mm. So, Mr. Ben, how are you? And anything interesting that you have picked up recently that you would like to talk to us about? Um, When I say picked up, Mm. I mean toys that you have bought, not unfortunate diseases that you've contracted or whatever. Well, Damn. speaking of which, uh, obviously the filters in the AFB headquarters air conditioning haven't worked as well as they should because, uh, you know, recording with you last week, I've managed to get your cooties. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so, you I'm know, sorry. last week you were sick, this week I'm yep. I'm sick. So if there's really, if there's any unusual pauses, it's because I've hit mute and then I'm having a coughing fit. So I don't know whether you can fix those in post or something, but anyway. Sure. So, but uh, yeah, in terms, I'm other than you know having man flu and uh, you know reveling in my own self pity. Um, the Star Wars Black 40th anniversary figures have been out and about here in Australia, and uh, it's been entertaining to say the least. They're popping up at quite a few retail stores. Uh, different stores are having sales, so people are trying to get to them before uh, you know other people do to try and get them at half the price of what they normally would be. Um, so yeah, it's been fun. So my purchases of late have revolved around getting some of those army builders. I haven't gone berserk because of the retail price here, but just picking up a couple of the death squad commanders, a couple of um, Jawas. And I even posted a gag on Facebook and no one got it. Actually, um, I stole it from Eddie, but he didn't post it. But people were showing all their army builders. And so I posted uh, a picture of one of the, the Tuscan Raiders, one of the sand people. And I said, here's the 14 army builders I've picked up. Uh, uh. And not one person got the gag that I'd posted just a single sand person. And I was like, but but if you're a fan of the movie, you remember Obi-Wan? He said, like, they travel single file so they can hide their numbers. Like, no. Oh, like, just, like, my goodness. Uh, and that's when I realized I'm just wasted on this world. So yeah, it's, it's, that's it's it for sure. Beautiful jokes like that that just go unappreciated. Yeah. It's definitely so, us, not you. Yeah, exactly. That's what I keep saying because I've got a million jokes and each one's better than the next. 
<laughs> but other than that, I've picked up uh, a whole bunch of Marvel Legends, so I'm just waiting on some slowpokes to get theirs before we can do some mighty Marvel Legends uh, reviews. But other than that, traveling along just fine. I think you mean slowpoke. I've got all mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, okay, let's, let's blame Edward in his absence. Eddie. Well, you wouldn't have yours either if you hadn't... Um, Beating me to the punch on a <laughs> Facebook post. Thing. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay, Adam, you have to intervene and break this up. Um, how are you and what have you picked up recently in the toy department? I am also beginning to come down with a cold. Um, oh, mine wow. so far is presenting with just general fatigue, so it just seems like I'm soft, which is fine with me. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, other than that, not a lot. Um, keeping myself busy and taking a week off from running because of general softness. <laughs> Good on you. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've taken like a whole decade off of running. Yeah. See, I mean, that's that's not just general softness. That's dedicated softness. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's an art. Deliberate practice, you know. Or, or like <laughs> just, you know, profound preventative uh, medicine. You know, like you know, that's, that's right. definitely presenting, <laughs> preventing injuries and um, accidents by from yes. running. Yep. Yep. Yes. So, have yes. you picked up anything with unpronounceable names, Adam? Um, I haven't. I'm trying to think. I haven't actually acquired anything. I have added a lot of things to my pre-ordered list. Some of them are going to be coming up in the news. Um, so, there's a lot of Dragon Ball Z stuff. I'm thinking things that aren't in the news. Um, the SH Figure Arts, Super Saiyan God Goku was one of them. Uh, what else have we added recently? Um, a bunch of different effects parts from Figure Eyes and other um, lovely companies about Gosh, they're, effects. They're, they're doing some really good stuff in, in yeah. those lines. I'm, I'm yeah. really enjoying all the different ones. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then just look off into other various things like um, there's a company called Ubitsu that do different effects, and I've got a, a Dofa dust effect uh, waiting me. to ship to me. Gesundheit. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one, particularly if it actually goes more than one, just the one direction, because it'll be another good dust um, effect to have along with explosion effects. So, you know, oh, yeah. things like that. And um, what else? Oh, um, I put together my um, freezer hover pod the other week from the oh, cool. Rise mechanics. Um, Goodness set. me. So that was pretty cool too. Nice. Mm. How about you, Scotty? Mm. Um, well, I um, first of all, I am travelling this week. I am in Brisbane, uh, in Queensland, and I have had a very entertaining evening jumping around in my room with a tea towel trying to stop <laughs> the smoke alarm going off after I accidentally um, didn't burn, <laughs> burn anything, but I just tried to cook something, you know, as it goes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, you know, it's uh, it's just kind of one of those things that uh, happens, you know, maybe once every two or three months <laughs> when I'm in, in, in my travels. Where it's like, dang it, took my eyes off that for a moment, and they always, of course, place the smoke alarm, you know, very, very close to the um, the kitchen. I'm sure for their own amusement, right? But anyway, yeah, but uh, other than that, all good. Um, acquisitions wise, I'm just kind of going through because I tried. I'm trying to photograph things as I get them and open them. So if I want to come back and review them, I can, whether I'm traveling or not. And probably, you know, besides the Marvel Legends stuff that's um, we're waiting to talk about, which is the Spider-Man Homecoming wave, um, I've picked up a couple of 
uh, DC collectibles statues, the Nightwing black and white, uh, Batman black Mm. and white statue, um, which is actually great. I wasn't 100% sure if I was going to love a couple elements of it before I got it, but I do. They're great. And then um, one that, you know, while I do get a lot of the Batman black and white um, ones, the Wonder Woman Art of War, I just pick up ones I really particularly like. And the latest release was uh, um, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez um, ver- version of her with armor, etc., which is just amaze, absolutely amaze. Um, so uh, those are both really cool new additions to the collection. And then I also got, and these might come up in a review, um, a couple new Kotobukiya artifacts, um, the one-tenth scale DC statues. I got the Black Manta, um, which is still going on the kind of forever evil um, New 52 line, but they're kind of close enough to, most of them are close enough to classic versions that I can deal. Um, And then I also got the Harley Quinn Mad Love um, version, uh, which I will, I'm sure I'll be ranting about at some point because it's a lovely piece, but they've kind of gone and done a couple of weird things that make it not fit properly with the other mm. artifacts, one tenth scale things, which is irritating. Mm. Ah. <sighs> I hate it when they do that. Mm. And, and of course, charge more for as well because it's Harley Quinn. So, ah, okay, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. lovely. As you go, yeah. Um, but basically, what they've done, I should, you know, no spoilers. Um, you know, what they've done is that she, uh, unlike the rest of these that have just a base with a magnetic um, thing in it, and you can usually choose whether you want to use it or not. Her base is different. Um, it's a different kind of dimension and color it's a translucent red thing but she also has got a foot peg a metal foot peg which means that she has to be on the base um so which i'm just profoundly irritated by um only because of the way that i like to display these and fit them in and it's annoying so boo hiss blah yep Hmm. um but there's something else that I wanted to talk about here is that last week I just out of the blue gave away a prize. <laughs> Very exciting. Uh, one of the uh, jobs that I do when I am uploading our episodes to iTunes and your various pod feeds is I have to write a little episode description that goes on um, your your various uh, platforms so that you can see what's on. And sometimes I just write what we're covering. Sometimes I write something silly. And last week I was wondering whether anyone actually reads them. And so I wrote what we were covering. And then I said, hey, if anyone reads these, uh, email us at podcastredactionfigureblues.com. And (laughs) if we get any emails, the first one that we get, we'll give you a prize. And so Excellent. I discovered that a lot of people read those descriptions. <laughs> Hello, That's everyone. Great. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I still actually, it's kind of amusing because I got a big flurry of emails right after the show went up, and then there's still a few trickling in. They're like, am I first? It's like, dude. Hello, it's been nearly a week, but anyway. Um, so <laughs> the, yeah, the uh, but you know, a, a for optimism. Um, so the winner, the first emailer, was a gentleman called Jordan Ingalls, and uh, he was uh, number one pretty much as soon as the show went up. He was in, and cool. uh, he has won a thirty dollars gift certificate from our awesome sponsor, Mike's Comics and Stuff. 
And then I uh, got an email that I just absolutely love so much that we're going to give this person a prize as well. And this is from a gentleman called Christopher Huff. And he said, greetings and salutations from the East Coast of the US. I always read the descriptions that come with the podcast. Okay, to be honest, my iPhone reads them to me, but for a blind guy, that should still count. Plus, I kind of like to know what you guys are going to talk about. And I'm always hoping I'll hear about the return of articulated news. Uh, So, Christopher, not only are we also sending you a $30 uh, gift certificate from Mike's comics and stuff. Uh, but in your honor, we are bringing back articulated news in this very episode. And in fact, right now. Hey. Hey. Impossible. The Hall of Justice under attack. Batman behind bars. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Hall of Justice playset. Some assembly required. Vehicles and figures sold separately. Well, in our, uh, I don't know what if you call it the normal episode format anymore, because we've kind of gone all over the place in the new, you know, post postmodern action figure blues. Um, but when we talk about mm-hmm. uh, what is happening in the toy and collectibles world, we call it articulated news. And uh, tonight is not a comprehensive rundown of all the news, but what we are going to start doing is trying to just bring to you the major highlights of what has come up and stood out to us this week. And so we've each put together just a couple of things that we want to talk about. And I am going to kick off with some exciting for me at least, um, DC collectible news. And the first one is an announcement from Tweeterhead. So Tweeterhead has uh, got a number of licenses, and initially they were doing um, maquettes and statues more in the TV space. They had Munsters and then the Batman um, 66 TV show, etc. They branched out into the comics um, last year with, or maybe even the year before, with the Batman classic line where they're going back and doing um, real, you know, kind of um, early Batman uh, character statues. And then they announced earlier this year a new DC maquette line, which they promise was going to be eclectic and have lots of unusual characters in it. And of course, then the first one was Harley Quinn. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She was great in that episode of the 66 Batman series. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yep. So, so it's kind of like, okay, Uh, but I'm actually really excited about the announcement that that, that came out this week. And um, I actually found out about it from my friend, Ben, who sent me a picture. Um, And uh, this is a Supergirl maquette, but it is a really, um, you know, classic, a uh, Bronze Age Supergirl with the puffy sleeves and the mm. um, the the belt and the uh, S symbol on the the chest with the blouse thing, um, and I think that this looks brilliant. And I've already pre-ordered it. Um, so these are I'm not quite sure what the scale. I think these might be one fifth scale. Um, she's 16.5 inches tall. She's got quite a base um, on yeah. her. And uh, there is a Sideshow exclusive version um, that comes with Streaky the Supercat. Um, <laughs> if you are. Wow, that's original. I know. Yes, if you are so inclined. I actually honestly like the look of it without Streaky um, better. Yeah. Um, but this is. Uh, this is cool. I mean, they did say when they announced it that this line was going to be really eclectic and have kind of a list and D list, and um, you know, we'll we'll um, wait and see what happens in that space. Uh, but it's you know really that this line will die the second that they do a crazy quilt statue. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> 
um, so the the Harley Quinn one, one of the things that kind of put me off ordering it was um, that it is quite a tall statue. It's eighteen point five inches high, and it's her um, like with a jetpack and a bomb in her hand, and quite a you know a bit of a base. And um, I kind of thought, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna get excited enough about this line to commit that amount of storage space to a character yeah. that isn't you know one of my personal um must-haves um so i'm still not you know gonna jump out and um look at ordering that at this point um i think i can live without another harley statue um but i am definitely in for this supergirl and really looking forward to it so um and it's based on it is based on a um jose garcia lopez design and sculpted by jack matthews so beautiful beautiful Mm. well done tweet ahead and then at this stage we just have a tease we don't have the full solicit yet but science show has announced that the next um piece in their dc premium format line is batwoman and this is the kate kane red and back black red and black red red and black um Oh my gosh, words. This is the Kate Kane, <laughs> red and black Batwoman, so the most modern one. And uh, we've only got a preview at the moment, but she looks groovy, and I'm certain that I will be placing an order for that when it comes out. And it'll be interesting to see what the exclusive part of that is. Hmm, fair enough. Is that, is that going to be a, a, a lock for you, Ben, or are you oh, waiting to see? Yeah, I'm really actually kind of annoyed. Like I Not, not because I have anything against the character. I think you know she made a, a really good of reappearance in DC Comics and they've handled her very well. But I just, yeah, you know, if I had to make a list of my top 20, uh, yeah. I really truly don't think she would have featured in the top 20. No. Uh, and, and at a time where everyone's obviously still waiting for the Flash to sort of round out the big guns, it's not even necessarily the Flash. I'm waiting for that that next tier of characters that, I think they can do some really exciting things with the the Hawkmans, the Green Arrows, the Red Tornadoes, the Atom. Mm. Um, you know, I think there's some potential for some great sort of, uh, you know, the, the guys, basically. I think the girls are well and truly outnumbering the guys. And I have to wonder whether that's a, a deliberate thing from Sideshow, that perhaps the girls just sell better than the guys, and so that's why we're getting so many female characters. Um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting choice. I think it's the... Probably the two prong thing of it's also the Batman characters obviously sell well, um, and mm, and the mm. you know, and the female characters are popular. But yeah, I, I'm with you. This is well, I am happy to have this, and you know, we'll definitely order it in terms of what I'm hanging out for at the moment. She was not on my list. Um, the Flash is the obvious one that is really starting to. Um, worry me a bit that you know come on this has obviously got to happen and this is not going to be a uh anywhere near a complete set without him um yeah and, and he was you know in the very initial promo video they did when they announced they had the license hello yes um, yes so <laughs> so not quite sure what's happened there um, unless they're holding off and waiting for um the justice league movie or whatever to um, you know, kind of try and ride on that. But, you know, mm-hmm. I got really excited um, a few weeks ago on the um, on the Sideshow website when the Prime 1, that you know, they had the Flash, and I was like, oh, gosh, finally. But then it was uh, uh, a Prime 1 studio 
um, piece that's like a sideshow and, and Prime One collaboration, but it's not uh, it's not the premium format. So it's yeah. down. Yeah. So, yep, still hanging out for that, but I'll, I'll take the Batwoman. Thank you very much. And, uh, hmm. and Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't dismissed yeah. it, but we'll see. No, no, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair comment. Uh, Adam, what are your news highlights this week? So, um, for those of you, aka Ben, who are not caught up on Dragon Ball into drag- the start of Dragon Ball Z yet, you may want to uh, disconnect for a little while. Um, so, it's not new news in terms of these figures being visible, but they are now available to pre order and have been for a few weeks. Uh, that is that we now have the SH Figure Arts Tenshin Hunt or Tianshin Hunt or Tien, depending on um, the particular translation you're going with. So that looks <laughs> fantastic. And, and he, come- he freaks the bejesus out of my girls because of his third eye. Oh, like, but is that, man. is that eye real? <laughs> yes, it's yes. real. <laughs> uh, I think it's funny that that's the question. It's about whether the third eye is real or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the the yeah, rest is obviously like totally real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and he comes with a little chow tzu that you can put on the back of your SH Figure Arts napper, assuming you have them both. Creeps um, the bejesus out of me. <sighs> chow tzu. Yeah, fair comment, really. Kid's not right in the head. <laughs> um, so that's the first one. The other one is Yumcha is now available for pre-order. Um, and Yumcha comes with a little Cyberman who looks like he's actually got some level of opposability to him. So that is also cool. Hmm. Uh, and I believe um, at least the Tangent Han comes with a flight stand. So yay for finally listening. Thank you very much. Cool. Um, the final one is one of the items is available for pre-order, which is the Shenlong, so the dragon from Dragon Ball, slash Dragon Ball Z. Um, and the other one is a Kid Goku SH figure arts, which is all kinds of yay! cool. Yay! Exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And, and the Goku has not been given a release date. Boo. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Is yep. the Goku, I think it looks fantastic. Is the Goku a giant dragon thing or what? No, no. That's What's the, the giant no, dragon Goku, thing? Shenlong. Oh, Shenlong. Okay, got it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Yep. So the little the little kid Goku, that's the, the pre-Dragon Ball Z. That's that's yep. before, he Z, he, before he Z'd. Exactly. Oh. And so this is what I've just finished watching with my girls, like 90-odd episodes or something like that. And he's finally a little bit older, so he's grown out of this phase. But this is the, the version of Goku that my girls are familiar with. Yeah. So, so how, how big is that Shenron? Uh, looking at that, I mean, it's nowhere near scale. So that's going to be, eh, Goku should be, what, about four inches tops? Yeah. So probably... 10 inches tall, the Shenlong, the way they've posed it, 10 or 12 inches tall, tops. He's fully articulated, so he'd be quite long, but I think if he was yeah. accurate to these figures, he'd be about a kilometre long. Yeah, huh. pretty much. And yeah, he'd still have to coil up to fit in your room. Yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Well, I'm keen for those because Kid Goku, he was first shown a couple of years ago, wasn't he? He's at least a year old. Yeah, we saw his mm. butt and tail. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. All right. Well, I saw a hey. few things. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, yay. Excitement. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I saw a few things around the net this week. Uh, one of them was an announcement from NECA. Uh, I know news has been pretty light on because we're about to head into the San Diego Comic Con, but one that NECA threw out there was uh, a James Cameron tribute figure 
for aliens, which I, I thought was a lot of fun myself. I, there was a lot of people complaining because they're still waiting for the other members of the Colonial Marines. Um, you know, and this one isn't, uh, it's not like it's, you know, screen accurate or anything like that. But uh, it's basically the reuse of a lot of the existing Colonial Marine parts um, with a brand new head sculpt of James Cameron. The director and i just think it looks fun i think it's a fun tribute i think uh, it's great when they do stuff like this it's much like the the jim henson muppets figure and the george lucas star wars figure etc so huh. yeah i that is very different from the reaction that i had when i saw it which was name <laughs> oh i saw it was kind of different fun. well it a takes a village well, yeah, hang on. Wait a minute. Yeah, anyway. So, um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to see some good reveals from NECA. I mean, as, you know, we spoke to Randy Falk some quite, yeah, quite some time ago, and he said that likeness rights were negotiated uh, on a single, you know, on a case-by-case basis with the relevant actor. Um, and, and so, you know, there are some people, <clears throat> Tom Skerritt, who keeps saying no, uh, et cetera. And so uh, I think it's quite the agonizing process. So I thought this was mm-hmm. a bit of fun. But anyway, uh, moving on, and something that I'm a big fan of uh, ever since I was a wee lad and I used to watch a show called Monkey, uh, which is actually based on the uh, the classic uh, Chinese fairy tale, well, not fairy tale, the, the novel that came out about 400 years ago um, called Journey to the West. Um, you might know the one. It's the one where the monk has to head off on a mission uh, protected by uh, three, um, well, what would you call them, um, sort of almost like, you know, apprentices who have to atone for their sins. Um, and one of them is Sun Wukong, who is the Monkey King. So, yes, everybody remembers Monkey with the song Monkey Magic from uh, the late 70s that was, for some reason um, uh, that was actually done by the Japanese um, and then sort of hilariously dubbed um, into English. Uh, Journey to the West has been adapted about, oh, 50 bazillion times. Um, (laughs) it's kind of of like the Sherlock Holmes. There's been a a thousand, I think for fictional characters, Sherlock Holmes, uh, certainly on, on sort of, you know, um, the Eastern side of the world, sorry, the Western side of the world has had more adaptations than any other character. Uh, and, and so it is with Journey to the West. There's, uh, I think, almost every year there's some kind of a movie or an animated series or a special or, or something. Um, I only just finished watching Stephen Chow's um, Journey to the West Part 2, which was actually a lot of fun. Um, but uh, it actually had me thinking that I, over the years, I haven't seen a lot of merchandise, uh, which I thought was really odd, given that the, the sheer volume of adaptations, I thought there'd be a lot of material. There's been a couple of one-six figures, one-six scale figures over the years, uh, and a few kind of knick-knack type sort of, you know, little statue type things, but um, not much beyond that, which I thought was really odd. Uh, and hot on the heels of me thinking about that was uh, uh, I was um, sent a, a link by a, a friend of mine on Facebook who knows I'm a fan, and there is a, a Chinese company a small group called Pocket Cat, uh, and they are actually releasing the first in the Journey to the West series, and it is the Monkey King. Um, and this is a fierce-looking statue. If uh, if you if you're expecting some sort of lovable lug like from the Monkey TV series, uh, you're going to be disappointed because um, this guy looks pretty pretty brutal. Um, what's really cool? This is a one-fifth scale statue, and it actually comes with three heads. If you get the exclusive, um, but what I really liked about it is it actually has a swap-out torso. So there's the armoured torso and there's kind of like a bare-chested, not bare-chested, but 
um, you know, bare torso where you can actually see the monkey fur, etc. But it's actually made in such a way that you can sit the other torso to the side and use it to actually store the spare heads. Uh, and that's something that um, people like Socho haven't actually taken into consideration. Most of the time, our extras have to go back on the box. Um, but this one allows you to store and display them. But I actually think this is a, a pretty amazing, um, you know, take on that particular character who, you know, most of the time is actually shown as quite playful. So, um, yeah, I quite, uh, quite like this. And so there is an exclusive version that comes with an extra head. Uh, and it'll set you back about, um, I think I've worked it out, that if you get the exclusive version, it's about 420 Australian. But um, you can find Pocket Cat on Facebook. It's P-O-K-E-T, so no C, P-O-K-E-T, and then C-A-T. And I contacted the owner of the company to ask if they planned on making the rest of the characters, and he said absolutely. So there you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very good. Um, that's my news. And that's the news. So we're, we will uh, – we need to get warmed up anyway before we you know, have to talk about San Diego Comic-Con news uh, probably next yeah. week. Yeah, um, yeah true, true. Yep. So, but we uh, will definitely uh, endeavor to bring this back, if nothing else, but for our friend Christopher. Uh, but we hope that the rest of you that have been asking for articulated news back will enjoy it as well. And that was actually fun to do. So there you go. Um, but the main thing that we do is we talk about toys that we have. And Ben is going to talk about one of his when we come back in just a moment. New from the Disney movie Hercules. Hercules Prove yourself and save the world from Hades. With sword, with axe, with tribal, defeat the evil Nessus. And with Pegasus, crush the monster Cyclops. Oh, extraordinary, legendary. Hercules. Hercules, strongest man alive. Hercules figures, each sold separately. Powerflex Hercules coming soon. Well, Ben has got our first Toy of the Week review of this episode, and you are reviewing something that looks completely terrifying. And uh, I don't mean the price tag necessarily. I mean the thing. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what it makes me think of later. Right now, you talk, and I'll shudder. Well, thank you kindly, sir. Uh, long-time listeners will know that Scotty and I chipped into the Four Horsemen's uh, first Kickstarter effort. That was Mythic Legions that brought us a whole bunch of barbarians and orcs and dwarves and things like that. Uh, we it's not reviewed nice a bunch to talk of about things. Adam like that. I know, but, you know, you just have to tell it the way it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we spoke fondly of those figures. Uh, most of them are around that sort of six, seven-inch scale, but the horsemen uh, got such a, an, an overwhelming response to the Kickstarter campaign that they were offering more and more uh, extras, and uh, one of those was the introduction of some oversized figures, and they were trolls, uh, which was, a, I guess, a natural addition to this particular fantasy line, but trolls being uh, a bit on the larger size, um, they weren't offered straight up. So they ended up doing two trolls, the rock troll and the forest troll, I think, which uh, effectively is the same buck. Um, they just have different weapons and a different head, um, as well as obviously a different paint scheme. So this is the Rock Troll. Um, I actually passed on the Rock Troll initially because uh, they actually have a US $100 price tag, so very expensive Yay. for a bigger scale. Um, and when I did a postage estimate, um, I, I was very appreciative of the four horsemen creating a protective coating um, for the figure out of concrete 
in order to post it, but um, that just added to the postage costs and uh, it became rather unpleasant rather quickly. So um, I actually took a pass on those. Um, a couple of times they have actually uh, reappeared on uh, the Four Horsemen's uh, Store Horsemen website um, and I continue to pass on them because I, I still can't get them any cheaper. I had a look through Big Bad Toy Store and still couldn't get them any cheaper so to my surprise uh someone pointed out that a person was selling some here in adelaide and uh, i had a look and postage was actually quite reasonable and it was an auction so i watched it watched it watched it watched it and i missed out on the forest troll which went for silly amounts of money uh, but i managed to win the rock troll and so i got it about oh, i think about 80 percent of of the retail so that huh. was quite good so, <clears throat> yes, these guys were a 2016 release. I uh, obviously only picked this one this week, uh, 2017. Uh, this dude is big. Uh, he's uh, pretty much, well, he's kind of hunched over, but I think if you sort of extend out all the joints, he's about 11 inches tall, so about 28 centimetres. Um, but he's probably almost as wide as that as well because uh, the way he's shaped. Now, this guy comes in a huge window box, uh, very, very large window box. The, <clears throat> the horsemen certainly um, go out of their way to have fun with the packaging. It's very colourful. They've obviously employed illustrators to create these fantasy paintings, uh, much sort of, you know, inspired by the Frazetta feel. In fact, the back of the box doesn't have any text whatsoever. It's just a giant image, uh, which I thought was really, really good. Um, despite a bit of a bio, there's actually not much else on the box. There's some credits. Uh, once again, the, the horsemen try to be mysterious and don't give credit to who actually sculpted it. I mean, it might have been a, a collaborative effort. I don't know, but uh, they haven't sort of been too specific. Uh, so not a lot of detail. Um, at first, I thought it was collector-friendly. As it turns out, it's one of those things where you open the box and slide out a tray and you're met with about, oh, 12,000 twist ties. Um, oh, yes, my nemesis. Yes, and, and they're those twist ties that, that when they go through the cardboard, they've got that little bit of um, plastic on the other side that stops the twist tie from pulling through the cardboard. So, of course, as you're undoing the twist ties, those bit of bits of plastic are falling everywhere. Uh, I will give the horsemen some credit. What they've actually done is they've got um, what amounts to plastic tubing, but it, it's it's very soft. Um, it, it's not rigid like you'd expect with plastic tubing. It's almost like a, a little plastic sleeve so that the twist tyres, when they do go around the troll, um, they're actually not rubbing against the paint. So I think that was, you know, I'll give them some credit there. But, uh, look, you could probably get this guy back in the box, but, boy, uh, there'd be a lot of F-bombs dropped uh, in doing so. So uh, he'll just go straight on, on my shelf. Uh, now, in terms of the sculpt, this is the Four Horsemen. These are the guys that did Masters of the Universe Classics, DC Universe Classics, the, the Thundercats, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, as expected, you know, this is where they excel. Uh, this guy is, you know, absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, as I said, they use the same buck, which is this really sort of oversized, uh, mo you know, exaggerated monster with the long arms and the uh, the big hands, etc. cetera. Uh, now, you know, the, the skin texture on this is just sensational. Um, it, it sort of, I guess it conjures up sort of an elephant hide. It's got all the wrinkles and all that sort of stuff through it. Um, not only does it have the wrinkles and, and that sort of thing in the skin texture across the chest, but as you move, uh, in, you know, onto the outsides of the arms, the tops of the shoulders, and for me, the outstanding part is the bit that you can't see, and that's his back. Uh, it's really amazing. It's almost as if he's got 
all these rocks growing out of him. Um, you know, he's got this kind of doomsday type um, feel to him with all the, 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 you know, the rocky pointy bits starting to grow out. So his entire back uh, is completely covered in all these different shapes and sized rocks that are growing sort of on his skin or something like that. So, you know, absolutely amazing. Even things like the toenails and the fingernails uh, actually had a little etching in it. They're all broken and jagged as if, you know, he uh, does it a bit on the, the tough side. So everything, you know, is is what you would expect for the horseman. It really is good stuff. Um, the head, I think, is really fun. I don't know what a rock troll looks like, so I'm just going to take, uh, you know, their interpretation as uh, as law. Um, and I think, you know, even inside the mouth, there's some fantastic texture. The tongue has very specific texture. Um, and even the teeth right at the back, there's molars, and you can actually see that they're actually sculpted like molars. They're not, you know, just a, a single sort of... Um, I guess, you know, rounded piece. They actually do look like teeth inside there. So really, really good stuff. I, I just can't fault the sculpt at all uh, in addition to, you know, all of the scaly bits. He's got these bracelets on his wrists. They're really, really nicely done uh, as well. So, um, oh, and his uh, belt as well uh, looks quite good. Uh, so I, I just I can't fault the sculpt at all. It's it's really really good. Uh, moving on to paint, um, no exceptions here either. I think they've done a fantastic job. They've um, you know I'd say they they've taken up quite a few paint apps to get this guy looking just right. Um, they've chosen uh, sort of a, a grey uh, texture for the rocks, but more of a almost a. Um, a brown hide color for the skin so his chest and stomach sort of have that hide color and it, it progressively changes into that scaly rocky appearance on the outer arms which is the gray um so in addition to the gray and the brown there's actually not a lot happening here the bracelets are kind of a metallic bronze um and then of course the teeth have that sort of dirty ivory color but there is actually a glaze on those so the teeth actually do have that sort of wet look uh, in addition, we've got some uh, some nice sort of glossy red done for the eyes. Um, but beyond that, um, you know, that's really it for the, the you know the actual paint choices. So uh, I think everything they've chosen works really well. What they've also done is selected some little motley bits here and there, just to sort of bring out, I guess, that that kind of rough um, animal skin. There's some dark, almost black splotches here and there. Um, there's a different shade of brown that's actually a lighter colour that's just blotched here and there sort of to give, you know, the whole appearance of moles and I guess just that sort of grubby skin. So, you know, it all works really, really well. The interesting thing about this is they've actually gone with a mixed media approach. So hanging off the Rock Trolls belt are um, sort of bits of sort of faux leather and then there's um, some sort of Hessian type stuff hanging down and so we get the the kind of uh, appearance of a, a loincloth made up of various scraps of animal hide. Uh, and I think that was a really interesting choice to go with actual material and that that's really well sort of um, positioned. It's also dirty as well. They've tried to um, you know, dirty it up with a, a bit of paint and a bit of dirty water and that kind of thing. Uh, it's also sort of ripped and torn and, and threads are sort of hanging off. So that all looks really well and it works quite well. Now, in terms of the quality of the paint apps, uh, again, I really can't complain. I think the way the brown hide sort of slowly, um, I guess, transforms into that grey sort of rocky scaly appearance. It progresses really well. The way it's been airbrushed, there's a really nice transition between those two colours. It's very kind of natural looking and they've done uh, quite a good job. 
I think the two separate colours have also been used um, to really good effect on the ears. So the tops and the backs of the ears are that sort of grey scaly colour, but then the inner parts of the ears are that same sort of brown hide colour, which has worked really, really well. Um, in terms of um, the actual the metallic bronze, uh, most of it is actually done really well. I've got a little bit of slop where it sort of meets his belly um, because his belly is kind of starting to hang over the top of that that metallic part of the belt um, and where they've sort of apply, um, applied the metallic bronze. I think they could have been a little bit cleaner where the two colours meet. But because it's under his stomach, it's not really as obvious. Um, the club itself is actually really well done. It looks like uh, <laughs> the club... Uh, is basically bigger than most figures. It's it's gigantic. Uh, it, it really just looks like a tree branch has had a rock um, strapped to it with a couple of really large uh, metal and leather straps. Uh, and there's some really really nice work there as well in highlighting that um, that branch with multiple shades of brown. So as I said earlier, I think you know they haven't skimped on the paint apps at all. It really does sort of stand out. It's 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 you know got great eye appeal so right now you're probably thinking wow this is actually going really really well everything's fantastic and you know Uh ben just can't just keeps raving about this figure doesn't he i mean even the bottom of the feet are actually sculpted as well it's not just flat he's actually got texture he i don't know for i know it's a she then we get to articulation now this figure is rotocast now if you don't know what rotocast is uh, it's a way they make large action figures, and by um, and in order to keep the amount of plastic that is used down, instead of making solid pieces, they actually inject plastic into a, a spinning mold, and then what you get is a, a figure that has you know a couple of millimeters of plastic, and then the rest of the part is hollow. So this guy is rotocast, and uh, despite the fact that he's actually still quite heavy. Um, you can actually tell that all the parts are hollow. Now, because he's rotocast, um, it reduces the amount of articulation that you can get. You don't have that traditional structure to work with. So in terms of articulation, I think I counted about 12, and and even that, that was generous. Um, He has like kind of a – I think it's a ball joint in the neck, but really his his head just kind of turns left and right. his arms, you, you can kind of, this is where I guess, you know, the most money went into articulation. You can kind of, you know, it's a bit of a pin and disc type situation that you can raise his arms up laterally and then you can also lift his arms up up and down as if he was doing a chopping motion. But that range of lateral movement is very limited. As soon as you start to lift that arm up, the rocks on the top of his shoulders basically hit the torso and prevent you from lifting it up too far. So you can probably and, hear and just to clarify, that creaking noise that you're making is the the figure. Yes, uh, I was going to say. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so you know, while it, it kind of you can get a bit of movement laterally, um, there's not a lot. Um, the most movement comes in the lifting up and the lifting down. Um, so in that, that chopping motion. So the elbows have a, a reasonably well-hidden joint, single joint, but this is where I was really, really frustrated. I think from a straight arm, you can probably get about a, gosh, maybe 40% bend. So you, you can't even get close to 90, so an L shape in that arm. It's very, very limited. Um, the... 
the wrists have a cut joint, so you can rotate those hands left and right. The stomach, um, or the, the the waist, I guess, has oh gosh, it's I think it's just a uh, I think it's just a swivel. But again, the problem is, as soon as I start to turn it, his legs get in the way, and so I can literally turn the torso maybe two centimetres in either direction, so it's very, very minimal. Um, the legs have a traditional T crotch, so all I can do is just lift them up um, up and down as if he's doing a, a showgirl's high kick. Um, and again, as soon as I start to lift that leg up, the thighs um, hit the belt and I get very, very limited movement. Uh, nothing for the knees, so no articulation at all in the knees. And the, the feet, I, I honestly can't work it out. Um, I think they have a ball joint so I can get a little bit of movement up and down and I can get a little bit of movement in that lateral. So it's not quite a Vonner ankle, but um, it, it does actually allow me to get him to stand flat, which is nice. So this is a massive, massive disappointment for me because when you stand this figure on the shelf, um, he really looks fantastic. Um, I had him facing off against my Mezco Kong figure who's another rotor cast figure and they're about the same size so they look really good matched up against each other and so he looks good like he's preparing for war and he's got his club in his hand and, and he holds that club quite well um that, that fits nicely uh, in his right hand but beyond that i can't do anything with him um i i could probably pose him lifting the club up or holding the club down uh i can have him looking to the left or looking to the right and then I can vary it up and have him lifting the club up and down and looking left or right but beyond that I really can't do a whole lot with him um and you know I just I don't know I think it for me it's it's quite a disappointment I think because this is the horseman uh, and they're so good at what they do I think my expectations were just much higher uh, I really uh, expected, you know, a huge figure like this with all this great articulation that I could get, um, you know, happening. And uh, really, you know, he's he's more of a mini, no, not a mini, but he's he's more of a statue than anything. Um, so yeah, that that really let me down. So I've got these really mixed feelings. I'm, I'm you know, I, I love the look of the figure. It, it looks amazing. I got it cheaper than what it would have cost me. But then, uh, you know, he he goes on the shelf with some other figures, and and that's the most that'll ever happen. So. Yeah, I'd, uh, gosh, I've, I've never in in all the for all the things that I've reviewed uh, on the podcast over the years, this is the one that I'm having the most trouble with. Um, you know, I want to give it ten out of ten because it looks great, the sculpt is great, the paint's great. I got it for a good price, um, but then that articulation is just ba bow. Um, so, look, I'm going to wrap this one up and I'm probably going to give him seven out of ten dollars. Huh. Yeah. That, that's a disappointing outcome for something that I certainly would have had high expectations about. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, is that at the moment, um, the horsemen have actually been great in not constantly, um, you know, reissuing figures. And what they do is they, they come up with. I guess what you'd call uh, a wave 1.2, which features most of the parts that they've already used with, you know, mix and match and different colour schemes. And the the latest one they've got going now is the, the Mythic Legions 2.whatever Colosseum, which is a, a sub-series of half a dozen figures. And one of them is actually a new troll, 
um, which is actually quite a big deal because it's a cyclops. And he's got this kind of um, bright yellow, um, you know, color scheme with a brand new head. Uh, and I saw it and, and I just loved it. I thought he looked fantastic. Uh, and uh, based on getting this figure in hand, I won't be ordering now. Um, I was I was getting ready for the pre-order and, and potentially going to order, you know, Brontus the Cyclops. Um, but based on my disappointment with this figure, um, I'm going to have to pass on that one. That is a shame. Uh, well, I was, what I was going to say at the, um, when you said that you don't know what a rock troll looks like uh, <laughs> is that I'm pretty sure that it was my middle school PE teacher um, <laughs> whose name was Mr. Link, and we just used to call him mi- <laughs> we just used to call him Missing. Oh, um, that's just ask. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Link. <laughs> All right. Well, um, while we contemplate that, we will take a short break and we will come back and talk about more, well, hopefully, toy goodness. We'll see. <laughs> Before we move on to our next review, I want to take a moment to talk about one of the sponsors of this episode, Loot Crate. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they have done a fantastic job of partnering with podcasts over the years, both to get their message out and also to support people like us. And we are delighted that they have partnered with Action Figure Blues to bring you this episode. Loot Crate offers you the opportunity to receive either on a monthly basis or just when you're interested in the goodies that are on offer, a box delivered direct to you of apparel, toys, goodies, all based on the pop culture properties that we love to watch, listen to, read, and collect. To celebrate, they are offering our listeners the opportunity to save 10% off any new subscription service simply by going to trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues and then using the promo code BREACH10 on checkout. So if you'd like to support us and also get a discount on your new Loot Crate subscription, just go to trylootcrate.com forward slash AF blues and use the promo code bridge 10. Well, our running joke is that Adam likes to choose things based on how complicated they will be to say. Um, apparently he cut down the proper name of this toy for me for the intro. So I expect we'll hear the whole thing in a moment and I will hand over to Adam so that he can do the honors. Thank you very much, Scotty. Well, yeah, being honest, if I try and describe this toy in full, it'll it'll take a little while, but here goes. So this is the Robot Spirits side labor, um, the Mobile Police, Shinohara Heavy Industries, AV98, Ingram Second. Uh, okay, and that's all we've got time for. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I guess the, the kind of the joke there is in that entire name, we didn't say Pat Labor, which is what the show's from, or what the, 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 the series this is from, which is kind of funny, really. Um, but yes, so this is, uh, for those that have, have been listening along, this is the second of the um, Ingrams, the AV98s uh, that feature in the show. The first one has already been released previously, and I've reviewed that um, in the past. So we can do a bit of a comparison to how that went there. Uh, the company here is clearly, this is a Robot Spirits line, which is one of Bandai's numerous lines that they have. Uh, it's along the same lines as um, SH Figure Arts, but this is for mechas rather than for human-like characters. 
Um, it was released in 2017. I got mine in 2017 because I do not have time travel and it is not 2018 yet. Uh, it is indeed an action ticket. Yep. So now we come to the first point where we get a little bit disappointed. The price for this figure is 133 US. The price for the AV98 Ingram first was in the order of, ooh, let's have a look, $70 US. Wow. Yeah. The reason this is disappointing is, for the most part, this is just a reuse figure. It was definitely a limited um, edition, so they didn't make as many. And for that, you pay quite a bit more. I don't think that it's justified to pay nearly twice as much. Um, Talking about what's the same or what's different, um, if you start at the feet and work your way up, you get to the crotch, and that's the first difference in that you have the difference between... um, Insignia indicating that this is um, the second unit of the second division. Uh, I'm trying to work, remember second division of section two versus the first unit of section two division two. So this is the the little number plate looking thing on the crotch. Uh, other than that, it's the same. We continue moving up. And the next indication that this is different is on the uh, shoulder pads and pauldrons, which also again indicates this is the second unit rather than the first unit. As we go up, it then becomes different at the head. So it has a different head. And that's the point where we really start paying for the, the difference in tooling. So from that point of view, yeah, it's um, it's nice to have both. I, I would have thought maybe we could have done something along the lines of um, having swap out parts for the, the shoulder pads and the, the heads. We had like two or three different heads in the first one. So the first figure to indicate the different versions of, of that that we saw in line with the upgrades and things like that throughout the series. Um, I think if we'd done the same with some of the other bits and pieces, that would have been fantastic. It might have made the toy a little bit um, goofy around the crotch um, and some of the other bits, but, but we'll see how it, that goes. I think it, it's definitely an opportunity that could have been done. Um, the sculpt, so, you know, the, the sculpt is otherwise more or less identical. Um, the feet articulate in the same way in that there, there is toe articulation, um, which is really more midfoot than toe. Um, the ankle, oh, that's actually really interesting looking at how the ankle works. So it actually has like a mechanical looking strut that comes down from um, a ball joint, which is interesting, um, and has, you know, the, the nifty little kind of cover piece for that so it doesn't look too obvious. Um, we still have the um, revolver storage compartment on the right calf which is quite nice um hips still articulate very nicely in uh two motions so there's the the individual um the actual hip rotates and then there's another connection there that's on a ball joint um obviously the knees rotate or uh, articulate they are a single point of articulation rather than a double knee articulation which is again you know it's a bit sad compared to some of the other figures um, that we get out of these guys, but it's not too bad. The ab crunch is a two-stage process. That's okay. Um, the hands rotate on a simple ball joint. There's a little bit more discussion about that later. Um, the elbows are a simple... Oh, no. Elbows are, have two joints. Um, shoulders have a piece that comes out much like the hips, and then the rest of the arm attaches to that. So that's got two points of articulation there. And the shoulder pads um, articulate as well on a double ball joint by the looks of them. So that's kind of cool. And the head and head articulates separately to the neck. 
as per many of Bandai's figures. So sculpt-wise, it's really good. It looks really neat. Um, it's just disappointing at the heavy reuse considering the price tag. The box is fairly standard, um, or what I'm going to expect is fairly standard for a uh, Robot Spirits figure in that it's a um, completely closed cardboard box with art, and by art I mean photos, over on all surfaces. There's no window on these guys, um, but it shows you plenty of options for posing your figure, which is really cool. Uh, goes into details about the um, the actual mech itself, what it would be in real scale. So, you know, um, it's talking in terms of how many metres tall it would be, how many tonnes it weighs. So um, we don't need to worry about um, keeping in terms of our, our scale pictures by going on the web there, although you can you can then go and do your uh, scale measurements yourself and work out what scale it is. Um, so that's quite a nice box. Inside that, you have the standard Bandai uh, figure in tray with other parts in tray and a cover tray that sits over the top of that, and instructions as to how to do all the interchanging that goes with this figure, which is quite a lot. So what what else do we get? We get Punchy hands fitted as standard. There are right and left holding gun trigger hands, um, right and left holding gun supporting hands, and right and left holding stun button slash beam saver slash billy club hands. Um, we get the same shield uh, contraption that we had for the unit one. So this is the, the um, shield contraption that fits on the left arm it has an additional uh, little joining piece that we use to put it on there, and it also allows us to fit in the um, stun button, or at least <coughs> the first <coughs> button stun to come out. So the stun button, as per the last time, has three options. We have stun button starting to come out. We have uh, stun button fully extended and stun button just the tip. Um, there is an alternative head which looks like it's a much smaller head. I haven't worked out exactly how that fits together yet, and I'm, I'm kind of avoiding touching that because there's a lot of antenna pieces coming off the heads which fill me with dread about breaking things. Um, yeah, there are. there's an extra antenna set that the sheet don't explain, doesn't explain clearly to me as to what that's for. It may just be a replacement part for the antenna that come off the left shoulder, which the sheet marks as warning delicate. Another reason not to play around with this stuff too much. <laughs> There's a, a revolver, uh, a shotgun. The shotgun has a folding, a fold-out arm support. Um, there is an alternative replacement arm support. So the one that's fitted to it is to leave on the shotgun so it's not folded out. There's a separate one for folding out if you want it to look like it's folded out. Um, there is, as per the Ingram one, there is a, a wrist extender that, um, is used to show that the or the way that the the labors extend to retrieve their revolver from their calves, which is the hand just extends down from the arm as you do in real life. Um, there is the plug that goes in the back to allow you to fit a figure stand if you want to do that. And there is another contraption which I think is actually really really neat. And this is when I was saying about the the hands. Um, there is a device that's been fitted which seems to be there so that you can easily take the hands on and put them off um, without the ball joint slipping around. So it's essentially just this flat piece of plastic with a, a little 
notch in it that you put over your ball joint so your ball joint does not slip off at weird angles. Um, for those of us that have had lots of experience with changing hands, they know this is a problem. So you go to put your new hand on and the ball joint slips off at an angle and the hand is not on. And you straighten it out and you go again and it slips again. So this uh, looks like a, an interesting contraption that may stop that. And I'm and now wondering... Where does that live? Is it just a separate in, piece or does it live on the toy? No, it's just a separate piece that they've included. Oh, uh, I, I mean, that sounds amazing, except that I feel like that would just be pre-lost for me. Like, Yes, yes. You yeah. would lose it just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> so remember that this, this is in the trays, and if you then put the tray cover back on, you won't lose it. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it sounds the, exciting. It's it's pretty exciting for me. I really want to try it on some of the heads for some of the um, figure arts figures I have where I have trouble getting the head on on top of the neck um, and staying there properly. And I'm thinking particularly the figure arts piccolo because when you put the whole cape on, it becomes a whole drama. Um, so I'm quite happy with all the, the add-ons. Um, again, at the price point, it doesn't seem appropriate compared to what we got in the first edition, uh, which is a bit of a, a letdown. In terms of paints, I have one minor issue with the paint, which is there is some slop off the um, star shield badge on the chest. Other than that, it's all fine. And actually, those are the slop in like three places off of that thing, which is pretty poor. I could have painted that. Um, yeah, so the paint's pretty good other than that. Um, talk about articulation and accessories. So, you know, it's a solid figure. The issue is really just that price point, and I appreciate it's a, a special release, but at the same time, charging nearly double the price is vaguely offensive for something where there's been minor retooling. Um, I think it's it's something that they could easily have done alternate parts somewhere on the line. Um, you know, the Ingram one came with the, the little car, so the little um, mobility unit that helps service the, the labour. So if you'd taken that out and put some of the other parts in or we just said, okay, there's going to be a, a parts pack somewhere on the line with a lot of different guns and bits and pieces, I think we could have done it that way rather than saying, okay, let's make you buy two figures um, or make you buy a figure that costs you more than twice or nearly twice what you paid for the original because that way if you bought two of them plus the accessories pack, you probably would have had uh, the option of, of having the two figures there at the same price point or at a much lower price point than what we've paid now. Um, so based on that, you know, the, I have no real qualms with the figure. Um, there's a little bit of paint slop. I'll take maybe one point off for that. But then I'm going to have to drop it down to like a six just on the price, which is really kind of sad. It's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, for people that are really keen on the series, absolutely go out and get it. But um, otherwise, I, I just suggest you stick with just the first one and, and stay at that. Man, we, we haven't yeah, no. had any recommended toys this evening yet. Yeah. I'm sad now. Uh, I mean, I I'm said that whole thing for that. nothing. Like, <laughs> wow. You have to bring us back, man. Okay, well, let's take a short break and then we'll see if I can help you out. Thanks, Adam, for that, by the way. Cool, cool.
it's all falling to the shoulders of Mr. Scotty to bring us up to something uh, a little bit more positive, I guess. So, Mr. Scotty, blow us away. Okay, I am not going to make any promises <laughs> at, the, at the start of this. Uh, we'll, we'll see where we get to. So, this uh, piece that I'm reviewing is the Green Lantern uh, artifact statue from um, Kotobukiya. Now, when you say artifacts in Kotobukiya, that can be a bit of a mixed thing because most of the artifacts stuff, which is called Artifacts Plus, is um, the one-tenth scale um, stuff that they are doing across a number of properties. But then they have a line of what they actually call the elite um, DC Universe artifact stuff um, that is one six scale. And this, I believe, is the fifth piece in that line. So we've had Batman and a couple of different variants of that um, sculpt that was the first uh, Wonder Woman, Superman, Flash, um, which I know I've reviewed here. Um, and uh, this is Green Lantern. So this was announced last year. It was a uh, March 2017 release, and I actually got this from uh, my friends at the Adelaide Comic Center, um, who have great prices on Kotobukiya stuff. I don't know why. Um, so uh, the last couple of it's the because you co- keep coming in and buying all this stuff. So no, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, yeah, so and e- even with postage from Adelaide, uh, it still kind of worked out cheaper than getting this um, in other places, so all good. Um, so this is, uh, as I said, it's a one one six scale piece, and this is about 14 inches tall. Um, it's definitely the tallest piece in this one six scale line because um, he's raised up and kind of a, meant to be a flying, floating pose, but I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. These uh, pieces have a bit of a consistent packaging style in that they are uh, cardboard, you know, c- kind of colored cardboard with both pictures of the piece and some art on the outside and a window box and then a big reverse clamshell inside um it is they're very collector friendly um very easy to open and these are um made out of a pvc uh, material so they are not heavy um but still you know a really decent size um around the 120 dollar us mark i believe is what they went for here in australia you could be looking at anywhere up to 250 um australian depending on where you buy it from um i got mine for uh about 200 which i thought was a really good price and that was including shipping so i was happy with that um so it's really interesting and i've done a little bit of research in in preparation for this to kind of talk about this particular issue um kodabakia has a habit with these pieces of doing all of their promo photos on either without showing the base that the figure is going to come with or not showing the final base. And mm. it can end up being a little bit misleading, I think. So, and I, I do recall this from when I reviewed the Flash statue um, back in the day, uh, that he he ended up coming on a, uh, a base that was clear but had a, a flash insignia on it, which was fine. Um, it, but 
the, none of the promo photos really had that in it, and some of them just had a kind of generic plastic base. A lot mm. of the Artifacts Plus stuff, the one-tenth scale stuff, um, is just shown without the base, and, and yet for some of them, they don't actually stand up without the base. Uh, I just find that a bit odd. Um, but this is one where, where, and this happens with some of the Bashojo pieces as well, where the base that they are they come with is not shown in any of the promo stuff, and what's shown in the promo stuff is just really neutral. So if you look at the the promo images of this from Kotobukiya, he's just on a black disc with a little um, fairly unobtrusive stand, uh, like you know, a piece coming out of it that the figure actually slots into because he's meant to be in this um, floating um, pose. And uh, I quite like the look of that because it really looks like he's you know floating in the air. It's easy to kind of tune out that plain black um, piece. And it took me a while to kind of work out what it was that was not really gelling for me with this. And the base that he actually comes on is a totally different base. And it's, it's got a smaller black disc as the base of it. But then the back of it, which is where the, um, the figure slots into is like a, a green lantern battery with um, translucent green plastic um, on a black disc with a little slot in it, um, which, and the slot is sculpted into the back of his left foot um, and slots in. And th- there's two, I, I guess, kind of issues with this. One is um, it's, it is a more obtrusive, um, base like into in that it's it's not just kind of blending in in the background it's more that it's there but the second is that um the angle in in the promo shot the angle that you are uh looking at him it ends up being different from the angle that you're seeing in the final piece because to me you know it looks like just the height of it is a bit different from what the promo one was. So it's actually a little bit higher and maybe leaning back a little more. And what ends mm. up happening is that thing that I, you know, am always on record as finding annoying is that when the piece that you get, when you're looking at it straight on, the angle that you're seeing is different from the angle of all the promo shots. And yeah. so that's unfortunately the kind of effect that we end up with here that he's uh, I'm not sure if, if it's the, the he's leaning back a little bit more etc but you're not kind of looking straight on into his face you're looking more at his chin and he's looking up and it's uh, you know I, I don't know I think that for me as a you know collector you know I order something and I'm looking at it and thinking oh, I can't wait for this etc and then when you get it and it just looks really different from what you're expecting every time you yeah look at it because the angle is different. Um, I, I just find that annoying. Um, so I've spent, you know, in true geek style, I spent time mm-hmm. doing, you know, a side by side comparison of my pictures to the promo <laughs> pictures. And, you know, what I, part of what I can come up with is that of course the angle, we've got no way of knowing 
whether or not the angle that the promo pictures was taken at is true or not. Um, mm. be, but but the I think that the angling of the final base that they've done is different. So that's just a bit of an irritating habit, and I really wish that they would stop it. You know, that's uh, something yeah. that yeah. Um, they do a lot with the Bishojo pieces, as an example. Um, yes, that's what came to mind when you mentioned the, the Flash. I was thinking, I'm sure they've done this with their Bishojos as well. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely, mm. where you know, the, and often the the final piece is, um, you know, got a lot of art and that sort of thing on it. And to me, it kind of detracts from the thing that you're really wanting to look at, um, as opposed to the kind of plain base. So I really don't know why that they do that, but I should write them a letter anyway. Absolutely, um, and and so I'm sure they're listening. So I guess it's all all done. Um, so, in terms of the sculpt, this is uh, sculpted by Kue Matsumoto, and this is the same artist that has sculpted the other pieces in the uh, Elite um, DC Comics line. And um, uh, sculpt-wise, in terms of the the musculature, the the physical form, etc., um, I think is uh, all great. Um, the the pieces of his uniform, his uh, gloves, his boots, the green and and black seams on his outfit are all sculpted. So you know, no kind of shortcuts taken with painting there. Um, but the the sculpt also brings up uh, my you know second kind of clangor point of this and that is yeah the the face sculpt um because i'm i think that the intent of this is just a serious grimace but when you look at the close-ups in on facebook and our, our photo album to me, I just can't help but see the "I smell a fart" face. Um, he's got a. Yeah, you know, I, I I wasn't going to be crass, so I wasn't going to say anything. But now that it's out there, uh, it's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it, it really, it, you know, you, you kind of look at it and look away, and then go, oh. And I think it's just maybe that his brow is a little bit too furrowed, but then also the. And I don't know actually if this is a sculpt or a paint thing, but mm. he because of the way that his mouth is is uh, I'm not sure whether it's it's a shadow thing or it's a paint thing, but he kind of looks like he's uh, making a face, you know, rather than being just determined. Or maybe mm. like, like his nose is a bit wrinkled or something. I'm not sure, but it just doesn't quite nail it. And I. And it's kind of one of those things that it's hard to unsee when you see mm. it. And it, it really kind of put me off as I was um, photographing it because, you know, when you're looking at it, you know, straight on, it really looks like he's more going, ew, then mm. I'm, I'm seriously, you know, mad and powerful, etc. Um, So the... Uh, Paint-wise, most of the paint on this is fantastic, um, but there are actually some issues with the paint um, uh, on the seams uh, between the green and the black on his torso, um, more kind of at the top of the, the, the green line. There's a little bit of black bleeding over into it, and I suppose that's the the flip side of sculpting those lines is then you're creating a job that requires more exact painting um and yeah. it's it's you know only just noticeable but it's still there 
Um, the other thing that they've done with paint, which I'm not a giant fan of, and this is not, I mean, I've seen this on a lot of Green Lantern stuff before, is that with his ring, uh, his, his power ring, they've kind of painted some green, you know, lighter green uh, around the white of his gloves um, to show like the glow of his uh, power ring, mm. but it can end up looking kind of like a smudge or a, a mistake. So, you know, that that's neither here nor there. I just, I'm not a super big fan of that. Um, so look, I mean, I, I am, I, I'm really enjoying this line. I like that, you know, they've been doing kind of these, you know, just about one a year sort of thing. So it's not taxing on the budget. They're adding the big, you know, guns to it. I'm obviously hoping they're going to get to Aquaman, um, you know, soon, although I'll probably do Harley Quinn. <laughs> but, um, the, the <laughs> um, but, uh, this is definitely, uh, my least favorite of the ones that they've done so far, just because of a couple of those issues. I really don't like the, the, well, the base actually doesn't bother me so much, except that it's different. Um, I feel like it's detracting as opposed to adding, which is never a good thing, but it's also then just the angle thing. And that may or may not be the base that could, you know, well be the um, fact that the, um, the, the original photo was no better. Mm. Like, who knows? So, um, yeah. uh, gosh. Mm. Mm. I-, I was going to wait till you give it your rating and then. Oh, okay. No worries. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Um, so yeah, I, I, I have to say, I feel that a seven out of 10 is a, a fair and possibly generous, um, yeah. you know, for this it's, you know, no, no, seven's fair. Like, you know, it's, it's still, it's a great, it's a great piece. It looks great with the other pieces adds a bit of height. I did actually have to juggle shelves around a little bit because he is much taller than the other um, pieces. So where I had them didn't work with him there, but that's, that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. And um, uh, it, you know, I like that they gave him some height and it adds to kind of the display, etc. cetera. Um, but uh, just uh, for me, the killer is the head sculpt and whatever has gone uh, a little bit wrong there because I don't see it in the promo shot when you like in the, in the promo shot, you can see the intent there, but then something in the final execution, whether it's mold paint, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of missed there. So I think seven is going to be my verdict. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, look, I, I really like what they tried to do. or I guess what they have done with the way he attaches to the base. Like, I think it's quite clever that, you know, yeah. he almost looks like he's floating. So, so you know, props for, for thinking outside the box in that space. That That's great. But I'm, I'm still, uh, you know, I've made it clear many, many, many times that I'm not a fan of bases that have names written on them. I think, for me, it detracts from the piece. And I know that this base is is in keeping with you know the bases in the in the rest of the series like the Flash etc. But yeah. to me, if it if it felt a little bit more like the logo <clears throat> that he attaches to is something that he's actually constructed with his ring, uh, something that actually fits as if it really could you know be with the character and, and not just sort of an ornamental base. I, I think for me, you know, would have would have. Um, I don't know. I just, yeah. 
I'm going to talk about the new Green Lantern Premium format statue in in a, in a couple of weeks. Oh, um, cool. and, and this is, you know, that's one of the things I want to talk about. But, yeah, I, I, I just much prefer a base um, come across to me as something that could, you know, legitimately be a part of the, the you know, the figure. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know. I, I, mm. yeah. See, I mean, I, one of the things that I like about some of the Kotobukiya stuff that they have been doing is that, you know, most of them, a lot of them don't need the base. Um, and in fact, like, you know, Flash, Superman, neither of those, Batman, none of them have to have the base. Wonder Woman does. Um, but, and, and it's okay that, you know, like with the, with the floating effect, etc. I don't mind that. But I, particularly at this price point where it's not, you know, a mega bucks thing, I'm not expecting highly detailed base i'm yeah. happy for the base just to be there and kind of get out of the way um and that that's what i love about the artifacts plus the, you know the one tenth skill stuff is that yeah. most of them they don't need the base they're like you know just kind of really highly detailed action figures that don't move like um mm-hmm. and um i so yeah but i mean i understand that the the effort that's there but i do think it's it's an odd practice to be soliciting and promoting something with a, I mean, I know that all solicits have the, you know, final product may differ slightly from what is shown proviso, but the, yeah. you know, the base to me is a, it, surely it's not a last minute thing. It's part of the design and it's part of what you're choosing whether to have or not. And so particularly yeah. when it's mandatory, like it's not like some of the things where it's like, oh, okay, well, I don't like this base. I'm not going to display it with the base. This doesn't work without yeah. it. I'd like to see what I'm getting. So anyway, yeah. that's my yeah, fair enough. That that's my critique and feedback. So uh, we haven't Good. we haven't had the you know ten out of ten set my world on fire piece tonight, but that's that's all. All I guess you know all's fair in love and war and all that stuff. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Adam, Adam, did you have any Green Lantern related thoughts that you wanted to toss in? I mean. It- it looks like a fine piece and everything, but like you say, it's always odd that they don't show the base. It, it's not an overly offensive base, you know, compared to some of the yeah. other ones that we've had for pieces. Um, it's not like it says, this is Green Lantern, in case you're a derp and you don't understand what you bought, um, <laughs> as a bonus. Um, and, yeah, you know, look, the, the looking up kind of thing um, versus not straight on, I think, that just depends on on your shelf space. But most people are not going to put pieces down on the ground so that they look up at them. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I think that's kind of warranted as well, right? But yeah, I guess it's also it. It kind of looks cool um, when you have someone have it on a shelf and it's kind of looking up and it looks kind of you know statuesque and inspiring and and everything. But yeah. when you actually want to look your your statue or toy in the in the eye. And you have to stand on tippy toe to do it, take it out, and have a look. It's kind of annoying, right? So I, I don't I, know. I re- it's like that artistic license meets practicality point of view. Yeah, yeah. I remember really vividly the first time that I ever had that experience, and it was with the when you know I was collecting the Bone Designs mini busts, and one of the first ones that I actually um, bought was the Marina from Alpha Flight. And mm. you know, as a new solicit, like I'd bought some, you know, off eBay and that sort of thing, but it was one that I actually bought, you know, like pre-ordered from D's 
books and comics and Bell Conan and mm-hmm. ACT. Um, and, and I, and I love Alpha Flight and I love Marina and I'd, you know, been waiting, waiting, waiting for this. And then when I got that out of the box, it's like, she's looking straight up in the air and basically just looking at her boobs and, <laughs> it, it, you know, and it was the oddest. Uh, and I was just like, but, but is this broken? Is um, am I am I not displaying this in the correct way? Is it meant to? I don't understand. But it, and and I really thought like if if all your photos, including the photo on the box of the piece, have to be taken at an impossible angle in order to display this properly, then maybe the design yeah. is wrong. You know, like um, so. And uh, that's one of the worst examples still. But I mean, I, I, it drives me crazy with the premium formats and things when they when they do that because obviously you're paying yep. big money and it's a big piece and you're like, great. So basically, if I want to look at the, the face of this thing, I'm going to have to put it on the floor. Um, <laughs> yes. how, how does that work? <laughs> I don't understand. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well. Very I good. believe, yep, that that is uh, not only my review, but that is the show. It is. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we hope that you enjoyed the return of Articulated News, and please let us know um, if you have any feelings about that or anything else that we do or don't do that you would like to share feelings about, or th- they don't have to be feelings, they could be thoughts, um, comments, hopefully no screaming, um, but uh, podcast at actionfigureblues.com. I suppose if you really want to yell at us, you could record it and send it. That could be fun. <laughs> um, but otherwise, uh, enjoy San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we'll be doing it from the comfort of our armchair, and we'll let you know what we thought about it when we come back. Indeed. Take care. Bye for now. Huzzah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Cheerio, pip-pip. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, nerds. Uh. <laughs> the Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Hello. <laughs> Are you going to read me a story? You sound like you're about to open an old book and tell ancient tales of wonder and woe to young Welcome. listeners. Welcome to Uncle Ben's Fireside Chats. That's exactly what it sounded like. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>